What's up everybody? It is the Shifester from United by Wrestling here. We just wanted to do a quick little PSA before we, you get into this week's episode. Um, some of the issues that we were having, if they come across in the episode, I was having mic issues. We tried to do a quick little take, or we tried to do the show for one time, and then I had mic issues and we had to restart. And uh, if it seems at points that I'm a little off, that was because I was focused on making sure my mic was working and I couldn't give my full thoughts. So we, I do, on my end, want to apologize for that. And on my end, I, I addressed this at the start of the show, but just, you know, to address it again, I yesterday had a seizure. And I, unfortunately, if you don't know what a seizure is, I mean, most of you do, but the side effects of it is, causing nonstop shaking in the brain after it happens. So usually side effects linger in the next day. So I'm kind of like, you're going to hear some slurred speech and some kind of like hard getting names out and stuff like that. That's not because we're not taking it seriously. It's not because I'm not drunk. That's literally because I can't help it. So I apologize if, you know, the mic thing or that, you know, ruined your experience. I hope, you know, especially if this is your first listen, what timing would that be? <laughs> So we do apologize, both of us, on behalf of United by Wrestling, that if the quality wasn't up to par, that's what was causing it, and we hope you won't like hold that on us. And hopefully you can still enjoy the content in there. Just know there might be one or two problems at the start during it. So, all right. Thank you, guys. Ladies and gentlemen, at this time I need you all to silence your cell phones and hold your applause till after we are finished. And most importantly, shut your mouth, because United by wrestling podcast is live baby i'm your host dustin destruction with my co-host the shapes baby and we are here for a little um aw dynamite and nxt recap this is our first week of covering the wednesday at wars because well due to unfortunate circumstances we didn't cover it last week because we had to go straight to hell in the cell so this should be a fun show thank god we actually get to cover it this week yeah actual fun wrestling not Whatever you call that, yes. Um, Just want to make two laundry list notes here for a second. As you can see right away, I had a little bit of a spoiler of words there. I'm not drunk, I promise. I'm not drunk while recording. That's what Shipester over there does sometimes. (laughs) But, unfortunately, I had a seizure last night, and I'm still feeling repercussions. If you hear some stutters or some trying to get words out that don't happen... I apologize, you know, if you don't like that, well, I don't usually like to use the F word, but fuck you. So, uh, there, we're just going to leave it at that. And hope that'll be the only use at this point. And then the second thing is, is we, you know, we have a, we have a preference of what show we liked and we'll get into that. What show we like better, but that, I just want to kind of say that we love both brands. So if we say we like the certain show better, it's not because, we think AEW is better or NXT is better and the other shows suck. It just happened to be what we liked wrestling-wise that week. Right. So I just want to put that in there because everybody's all up in arms of who's supposed to be better, who's supposed to be this. Oh, this boy, oh, this guy's a homer, this guy's a stan. No, I just love wrestling. So if I found a wrestling show more enjoyable, I enjoyed it that week. But I don't think the company's better because I love both NXT and AEW and that ain't changing. So any comments on that shit before we get into breaking down the shows? No, it's like that's that's what we do here. We talk we talk united by wrestling. That's what we are. And if we 
if we decide that you know one week a certain show or we think that one week a certain show was better you know we're gonna we're gonna say that we're not gonna sugarcoat it and try to make it sound like this or that we love both brands hell we even love the wwe main roster and that's not exactly anything to love right now so we we love everything but we're always gonna say what we enjoyed more if we have a preference, I mean, some shows might be 50-50, but I'm just saying because there was a preference this week. Oh, yeah. So before we get into that. All right. So AEW launched a new feature called AEW Dark this weekend, where it's pretty much kind of if you think about it in Dota E terms, it's kind of like Velocity and Sunday Night Heat. They yeah. do a whole bunch of dark matches before the actual Dynamite. I think, though, with them, it's the day before Dynamite. I do. I, I believe so. Say I didn't. Unfortunately, I missed it. I didn't even know it was a thing. I don't know how I missed that, but I uh, I think it's the day before. No, actually, I, th- I want to say honestly, I want to say some of them are recorded before the show because I saw some people on Twitter like yeah. tweeting some stuff out about dark like the dark matches before That's the true. show. I don't know. I like I said, I missed it. I'm I'm sad I missed it because it sounds like it was really good. And any more AEW, I can get the better. So if you don't know what it is, it's a show that AEW has on their YouTube channel. So it's free, 100% free. You have accessibility on your mobile, your laptop, your computer. So if you want to know more about AEW and maybe some more storyline and character progression, I think it would be something worth changing into. Or if you like good wrestling, you know, that's what I'm saying. Easy, accessible wrestling via YouTube. I think that's a great concept. What about yourself? Oh, yeah. It's like... The fact that they the fact that they used YouTube, which is obviously everybody uses YouTube. I don't I've never met anybody that doesn't. And if you're a wrestling fan, it's it's such it's so easy to access, it's free, no complaints. Check it out. So alright, what's the transition? We're gonna cover break down both shows, but I wanna get some kind of like pointers on both shows. So last week when we covered AW, they won the ratings that week with a one point four Right. Million and NXT had an eight hundred and eighty thousand, I believe. Yeah. And this week the ratings came out, and once again, AEW won them with a one point one four something. It was a one point one four one point one something million, but that's combining both viewers from True TV and um, obviously uh, TNT. So. And the reason, you know, if they were on both networks, if you guys don't know, I really don't want to discuss it because it didn't go out my way. TNT was afraid that they might have the baseball games run over, so they started broadcasting AEW on True TV just in case the games went over. So, what? And NXT scored 790,000, I believe. Uh, 700 and something thousand, yeah. I believe it was 90,000. And that's actually a significant dip from week one. Yeah. You think there's for both shows? Both yeah, that's, shows. I say that's actually for both, yo. So, do you think? What do you think might have caused that? Uh, I mean, I, I don't. I think in the NXT for NXT, maybe it was for some of the matches that we'll get into. Maybe um, on the AEW side, uh, that really just surprises me on how how far they dipped for from week one. I don't know if that was the the excess of the the million that that checked it out last week that maybe they didn't enjoy what they watched and just decided not to tune in this week 
or if you know people were watching playoff baseball or whatever else. So I have to say maybe that was the reason for it. Well, and it was a game five, you know, elimination game. Yeah, so. right, right. And I know for sure, because myself included, the Dodgers have a massive fan base. So, I mean, that might have, and I think the Nationals do. So maybe everyone was more intrigued for that. Yeah. But like I said, unfortunately, maybe there was people that checked it out and didn't like it either. No, so I mean, maybe I, it was your, maybe it was some of your your casual fans that decided to to look into it, and since it's on TV now, they don't have to pay for it. That you know, maybe they just it didn't, it wasn't their cup of tea, so they just obviously didn't tune in the second week. Do you think? Do you take anything from AEW beating NXT in the ratings? What do you think about that? Do you think ratings matter, or do you I, think like? I think right now, at the stage that they're in right now, I don't think that the ratings should be looked into too much. Now, as we get into the months and the, you know, further two, three, four months down the road, I, I think it'll be a more of a more of a topic than it is now. I think with AEW's momentum and the the newness, the hype, all of that together, I think that that's going to carry them for several weeks. Now, if you get into months three, four, five, six, and beyond, and it's still going the same route, then yeah, I think that's going to be more of a significant talking point. Well, but do you think that AEW is putting on completely far superior shows to be having to rings that bad? Like, it's a pretty wide margin. Yeah, I mean, it's like the the dip, especially for this week, the dip and the the margin gap is definitely something that you know catches the eye from you know the thousands to of course the millions and millions sorry i had to do that but it's like i mean i actually don't you know i i think it's more of me i mean i think personally aew is putting on the far superior show not just my opinion of course but i think in the grand scheme of things as it goes on it'll be more of a more of a point well, but I guess do you think though that you know NXT's like I'm trying to think of a word here that you know obviously you just said AEW is a far superior show, but like I said that's like six hundred thousand difference. That's a quite yeah. a bit there. Do you think maybe people really you know are just do you think sorry sorry guys this is part of the problem I was mentioning. So uh, um I mean, do you think do you think that maybe. Right now, it's just the way it is because of the AEW hype is what I was trying to say. Yeah, I, I think time. I think I think a lot of it, a lot of it right now has to do with the AEW hype because with NXT, you you know on a weekly or show show basis what you're gonna get with NXT, and if you and you don't know that right now with AEW, you don't know how their shows are gonna be from one week to the next because they haven't been on TV or haven't had the exposure as long as NXT has. So I think right now the a lot of it has to do with the newness and the hype. Yeah. The other question I want to ask, and I saw this opinion from, I believe it was Smart to Death on Twitter, so go check them out in their podcast, that do you think NXT is a victim of just too much WWE exposure in general? Like they're like, oh, no, another WWE show. I wanted to watch this show instead. Yes. I, like, I, I you know, the main roster, they, they can't, they don't separate, you know, NXT from being any different than the 
Raw and SmackDown, do you think that kind of hurts NXT a tad bit, at least right now? Yes, I, I definitely think that has a lot to do with with the thing with, with the way that things are right now. Because if you look at obviously if you watch Raw and SmackDown, uh, thirty minutes into the show, you want to turn it off. Where uh, whereas NXT, of course, you don't do that. But if you have that that branding there, which of course, I mean, I know you have to because it is a WWE thing, but if there was a way that they can they can kind of distance that a little bit, I think it would help NXT a lot more because everybody associates with, oh, look, it's WWE again, and Great, yeah. th- this is going to be, oh, if I watch this show, it's probably going to be no different than the crap I just watched Sunday night or Monday night or Friday night. So I think that has uh, uh, more of a significant impact than I think most people would would understand and I, I, I agree with that point wholeheartedly I agree with both points I think you know regarding the AW you know winning the ratings right now or whatever I think AW is kind of the, it's a new kid on the block if you want to say we've seen everything that NXT has you know NXT has not exactly been new it's been around for god knows what like three four years now five the way it is now yeah it's been around for it's been around since I think I, I do believe 2013, 2012. Yeah, it's been a few years. Yeah, so you know what you get with you know what how Triple H is going to book it and everything. You really don't know how AEW is going to be booked <laughs> because you know with the pay per views they had before, they didn't really do much storyline booking or you know too much character development besides right. you know on their YouTube series being the elite, of course. But, you know, people are like, okay, they're on TV. Let's see what steps they take. You know, they're intrigued. And then, obviously, people want to see what the hype's about. So, I think that's kind of what's working AEW's favor right now. And I think what's working against NXT, like I pointed out that point that I saw on Twitter, was everybody, most most diehard wrestling fans like yourself, me, and a lot of other people know NXT is completely different. Yeah, from you know main roster, you know WWE, Raw, SmackDown main roster. Because I know technically at this point, NXT is considered like a third brand. So I guess if you want to say their main roster, I still associate with developmental, even though after roster now, war you know wrestled for years. There's no developmental in there anymore. Right. But uh, so I guess if you want to say a third brand, but they associate NXT style still with the main rock. The sorry, I you know what I'm gonna call it main roster. If you get butt hurt. Yeah, you know, you just know I'm talking Raw and SmackDown because for the longest time, main roster was Raw and SmackDown. So, I think people haven't differentiated that style because you know not everybody had the network. Yeah, either that's the big thing. As NXT is moving up from a network series, you know, network show exclusively to that. <coughs> so, I think those points are kind of working against NXT, but I don't take too much into ratings right now. Like I said, five, six months from now, once AEW's on TV regularly and they start having consistent pay-per-views, right. you know, I think they're both doing right by not having a pay-per-view every month. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, a certain, you know, like the main Vince McMahon does, pay-per-view every single damn month. I think they're doing that. Because I think for both, that's a strategic run in the long run because it gives more chances to actually build storylines and pay-per-views. Right. Storylines and characters for those pay-per-views. 
So I think that's a smart way to do it. And I hope they don't start both getting over eager to top each other. I hope AEW doesn't get too confident to run their on. And because here's the thing, Triple H knows too. You know, it's like you you like to say the line, so I'll let you say it. Which line? Which line are you talking about? Oh God, it's oh. a war. Oh, a, oh, that the, line. The, it's a wait. Which line are you talking about? I have a lot of lines. The Shipes has got many lines. Oh, my God. It's a marathon. It's not a start. Oh, yeah. It's a marathon, uh, not a sprint. Stupid line. Yeah, it's, yes. a, it's a marathon, not a sprint. Jesus. So I think he knows that. So I would really, you know, he's just kind of, I always wonder if he's kind of letting AEW's hype fizzle out and then boom, he's going to start hitting people of his better matches. Oh, I don't yeah. know. I mean, it, it's like, because if anybody knows the war mentality it's triple h and he also knows that aew is of course like you mentioned uh, earlier on it's the new kid on the block the hype's there everybody wants to see it now is that going to continue and that's what he's waiting out right now because he's seen the other new kids on block he saw impact right you know he, he was obviously in the war with wcw yeah so he's i don't he's not stressed i think he's kind of like all right, I'll keep doing NXT's thing, and I'm just gonna keep ramping up every week, and you know, I'll we'll see if they burn themselves out from all the high-profile matches they're putting right away. Right. So, all right, I think that's a good transition to talk about NXT's show itself. So, what were your thoughts on the show this week? It had it had a lot of good it had a lot of good moments, but it also had moments that I think they could have done without. I mean, overall, it was a very solid show. Don't be wrong, but. Uh, there, there were definitely things that I would have would have done differently. You like having a cruiserweight championship match on the card? You know, the first match of the night was Leo Rush versus fucking uh, Drew Gulak. Yeah, for a cruiserweight towel. Did you? How did you feel about that match? You think the right winner won? I definitely think the uh, well, I want to. I do. I do think the right winner won, but I was definitely surprised at the winner. And I like that they're they're doing that on NXT because I think it gives exposure to uh, I think what has been a horribly underrated division in WWE or NXT. Wait, what do you want to call it? Um, and I, I was really happy to see them not only have that on NXT but to to start the show off with it. And then I do I do think the uh, right winner won. I hope that Leo is on the right track now, and I hope he stays there. He seems to be on the right track. I hope he stays there. Yeah, I think that the right winner won. I think Leo needed to win, you know, to kind of revitalize his career. You know, Drew had a good title reign with the 205 Cruiserweight title, whatever you want to call it. I believe it's called a Cruiserweight title officially now. Yeah. It was a 205 live title on 205, but that's not a thing anymore. Yeah, it's, def- so, it's, it's now just called the Cruiserweight Championship. So I think Leo, you know, he's a damn good wrestler. He has star power, and unfortunately... You know, he's had some attitude problems, and obviously, you know, he's been off TV for how long to kind of, like, something was going on, and they sent him home, I'm guessing. Yeah, he, he had that, he had a, what what they like to call a head too big for his shoulders. And, oh, by the way, side note, it's now called the NXT Cruiserweight Champion. All right. So, I knew it was Cruiserweight, so I just couldn't remember. So, but with 205 being pretty much exclusively NXT, now it makes sense. Yeah. So, I think Leo can bring a lot, and you know it'll bring new viewers because people know him from the main roster technically. Yeah. So that might help draw some more eyes too. And the dude's a phenomenal wrestler. It's he just is. can he keep his head on track to be champion though? Because he's kind of 
I hate to say it, arrogant a little bit. Well, it's know? like he. I think he was the victim of when you know when he got into the. He hasn't been in the business that long. Most people don't know he he hasn't been in the business itself for that long, and no. he had a lot of. He's he's and he's a young guy too, and he's Very had young. A, he's had a lot of success really quickly, and I think that caused him to you know like i said uh, to have a head too big for his shoulders and he comes into wwe and thinks that he's gonna he's gonna run it like an indie promotion and he's just gonna walk right in there and be top dog and it doesn't work like that so i i hope for his sake that he's that under hunter's tutelage he's learned from that because he this is like his third chance that's not exactly that's pretty rare for to for somebody to get a third chance, let alone a second one. Yeah, did he win the top prospect tournament in Ring of Honor? Like he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, I mean, at a young age. Yeah, I mean he's he's done he's won titles. He's won top prospect tournaments. He's he's done a whole lot. It's in the short time he's been in the business, and I don't think he had the group around him to kind of keep that level headed. Yeah. So I thought that was an excellent match to start off NXT. So it started with a banger, but then after that, I don't yeah. understand quite the. So we had Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah, and I just I know why they're doing it. It's right. like they're building Rhea to be a uh, you know the challenger to take down Shayna Baszler finally. I get it, but it's just like <coughs> squash matches on a television show when you have the other company you know put it on. A whole bunch of five star matches, almost. It's just like, yeah. The, my my thought was like, I understand like the same boat as you. I understand why they're doing it, and they're you know they're building Rhea great, but having her go out there and decimate Aaliyah, honestly doesn't really, honestly doesn't really help the build that much because if you wanted to. I think this is one of those things where if they wanted to continue her build, they should have had her, you know, either face the other woman that's trying to come after her spot or had her take out, you know, one of Shayna's group or two of them. That Duke or Shafir, yeah. yeah it's like ha- had her had her take out them in a match or just a segment versus having her go out there and decimate Aaliyah, which really doesn't do anything, especially like you said, you hit the nail on the point when you said, I mean, this is network television at the same time, and it's really easy to hit the channel button. This is not a match that I I don't feel like this was a match that was going to keep the, you know, from you you hitting that other channel button. Say this match, you know, I didn't think it was a great one to follow up after a great, you know, match of Rush and Gulak, but you know, obviously they're trying to develop storylines and stuff, so I ain't going to hate them for it. I just think, you know, being on television, you have the other company, I keep saying, doing what they were doing. You have this follow-up, you know. Like you said, they probably could have had Rhea versus Belair, and that probably would have been a great match just to get to it, you know. Starting to build up on that. Instead of having jobber matches right. for the upcoming. So following that... We had Forgotten Sons versus Breezango. Like, <laughs> um, okay. I mean, I under- once again, is this trying to build up Forgotten Sons to be a good team? Like, I don't understand this. I mean, and and I understand they're trying to recapitalize on the the momentum, or, or I guess the overness of Breezango. 
But and then of course, while at the same time tying to, uh, honestly, I don't, I don't think the Forgotten Sons have it. Honestly, and I don't mean that as a, in a disrespectful way. I just mean I don't, I don't see any interest. In, I don't have any interest in them. I should say, excuse me. Yeah. And the this match truly did nothing for me in person in terms of in, in I guess enjoyment of watching it, it. It didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean. I'm not huge on the Forgotten Sons either, so uh, this match I it I watched AEW live and recorded NXT, but if I was trying to watch both this match, I probably would have flipped the channel on. Yeah, because if like, we're gonna go in those terms, I mean it's like Gunner or uh, Jason Wright Jackson Riker as his name, yeah. Hor- horribly generic name by the way. <laughs> um, you know, honestly, he's like the only interesting one to me in Forgotten Sons, and I think he should be doing more than what he's doing with them. I mean, you got Buddy Murphy's old tag team partner in there. Like, yeah, I mean, the whole thing just doesn't really do it for me. And like, like you said, if, if I was watching this live, I, this definitely would not have kept my uh, attention. I mean, it was a good match. I mean, wrong. The match itself yeah, was very match, good. I mean, it's it just it made no sense. Right. It's like the match itself was great. I mean, there was no def- definitely no no arguments there, but it was just like it it didn't have that – I, like you said, the, the make sense appeal as to why you should be intrigued or interested in it. I think that didn't make sense either is that, you know, Forgotten Sons just shut up. They came down carrying the two guys are supposed to face Brizon, go down to the ring, and they just took the spot. Like, what? Yeah, that was like, okay, that made no sense. Say Ever Rise or Brizon was supposed to face Ever Size, and then all of a sudden, here's Jackson Riker, you know, carrying them down and. Forgotten some secrets. I I don't know. It was uh, it's weird like to me. and it, the whole take spot thing. It's like okay, why is this? Like it, it wasn't. I don't think it was properly booked or explained. So I don't know. I maybe we missed it. I I just wasn't huge on that. No. And then we got Grimes, Cameron Grimes versus Boa, Trevor Lee. Yeah, Trevor I'm Lee. I'm sorry, he's Trevor. Boa. He's Trevor Lee to me. So, once again, another quick match. Honestly, like no, I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna BS. I kind of like skipped over this match. I did once. Once I saw it, it was like, no, okay, I'm gonna move on to the next match. And then you have Killian Dane come out and attack Boa afterwards. Yeah, it's like let's just move on to. I was more hyped for the next match anyway because I know like the thing about with Grimes though is I don't know why they're booking him like this. When he's insanely talented, because they're trying to build him as a star on TV. That's the only problem. It's just awkward when you know you have two companies going head to head. You know, obviously Paul's taking the, you know, I want to build these guys up. I want to build Rhea up. I want to build, obviously, uh, freaking Grimes. So it's like it just feels weird because you know what the other company's doing, and right. obviously. Paul's doing what's good, though. He's building up characters and storylines. There's nothing wrong with that. No, it's no, just... no. It's like, I think I think it's just in the, I, I guess, for initially, the initial impression of how they're doing it is kind of off-putting. I, I think AEW's kind of killing that for NXT. Is like, they're not doing as much of the character development at the moment. Yeah. So it's like they're having all these five fast-paced matches on their show, and then you know, it makes NXT seem kind of slow and boring because, you know, Hunter's taking the time to develop his characters. So I, I don't know. Right. Like I said, unfortunately, I think I felt victim of that. Like, I I didn't see anything to Grimes thing either. But the next match, because we had some vignettes, you know, 
I really like the Damien Priest, you know, promo and the, yeah. on Pete Dunn and Keith Lee and Dominic, you know. The thing is, they have some damn good matches coming up, so NXT will be just fine. Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. So, you know, this one was kind of a weird show, but I guarantee you they'll be strong next week. They probably are just trying to figure out, because once again, they got to figure out how to cover two hours, too. Right. You know, they're new at that. Yeah, because it's only been an hour up until now. Say So I think, you know, Hunter's trying to figure out how to kind of, he's still working through that process himself a little bit. You yeah, can yeah, tell. That's, that's a whole, I mean, he can book, he can book a two hour, a two hour, like, takeover, but doing that weekly for television is a completely different animal. Yeah, because you have months for takeovers. Right. So, and then takeovers are the whole t- the whole two hours is pretty much is like strictly like twenty five thirty minute matches versus yeah. versus you know actually having to build proper storylines with it. So I think that's why it seems a little weird right now because I don't I don't know he's I think he's still working through it. But up next we got Roddy Strong, the North American champion, versus. I swerve Scott Isaiah swerve. I, I'm, I I'm sorry, uh, uh, Shane Strickland. Thank you, Shane Strickland. And I know that was part of my kind of slurring I'm having. Um, so it's Rice. It was Rice Strong versus Shane Strickland. There you go. We'll uh, easier down. I'm sorry. I, I've I've seen I've watched Shane Strickland for quite a while, and I mean I'm glad they he he kept the swerve in NXT at least the the swerve part but I, I just can't get used to his new name. And this was one hell of a good match. Oh, hell I yeah. really enjoyed this. You know? No, honestly, this uh, this between between this and the main event were my picks for match of the night. Yeah, so I think you know strong one obviously. Yeah. But I think you know Swerve came out looking pretty good though. So no, it's like that. That was my biggest thing is I knew that they were gonna have strong win, of course. But my biggest thing was how how uh, Strickland looked. And I'm sorry if you get butt hurt. I'm calling him Shane Strickland. Um, it's like I, the my my biggest thing was how they were gonna have him look, and he looked you know he looked like a million bucks. And of course that helps when you're in in there with somebody like Roderick Strong. But I think it didn't hurt any potential you know, push or anything for, for Strickland at all. Cause he no, came cause out. he didn't, he didn't lose dirt. He yeah. didn't win either undisputed era distracted him. So it's not like he got pinned clean straight up, you know? Right. Right. It's not like Roddy hit his finisher and boob one, two, three, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, ever, ever like that match was properly booked everything. You know, everybody came out looking how they needed to look. Yeah. And then after that, you have undisputed era and then doing their thing. You know, and then you have Velveteen Dream come out, make a dick joke about Roddy Strong. <laughs> Put up that weird picture with Strong on the couch at the title belt covering up his dick. Like the uh, <laughs> like the Shawn Michaels picture-esque type looking thing. And saying that, you know, when Strong loses that title, there's going to be nothing up to cover. Nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> once he gets yeah once he gets once he gets stripped of the title he's, there's nothing it's not going to be showing anything <laughs> <laughs> and then you have cole randomly on the ramp and after in the middle of all that cole's up there you know clapping for the other guys and Chiampa comes out goldie and, daddy's home hey that's gonna be massive Chiampa versus cole good god and then of course yeah. you got to think like where does uh, where does Finn fit into all of that? 
It's going to be there next week. So, see, that's another good thing to look forward to NXT is Finn's going to be there. Right, right. So, what do you think about Chiampa and Cole? Oh, I can't wait for that shit. I could not wait for that shit. And with Chompa being back, I'm, I'm so happy he's fucking back. And then that little, that little like, daddy's home, Goldie. Like, that was badass. Chompa's, Chompa's character in general is just gold. And honestly, Adam Cole, who is who he is. Right. You know, awesome. I, that match, I'm already looking forward to on a future takeover. It's going to be crazy. Especially yeah. if Finn's into it. Hell yeah. That that probably would be... Well, if they add Finn to that, that'll probably be NXT match of the year, honestly. And then, up next, we got Bianca Belair versus Dakota Kai. Bae. I don't know how much you love Dakota. Bay. I call her Bay because, well, she's just fucking perfect. I actually really enjoyed that match. I think Dakota looked great while also giving Bianca to win. Yeah. Keep Bianca going strong. Yeah, I think both. I- it's like, cause I know she's getting, I know Belair's getting built up to, you know, try to dethrone Ripley in her quest for the title. But the, you know, everybody looked, looked strong and Dakota looked great in, since she's been back. Yeah. I think her, her kicks are wrestling look great. And Bianca came out looking strong. I think that was the big thing for that match. Yeah. You know? I don't think anything else really needed to accomplish. You know, it was well done. Very well done. It was very well. I mean, it just shows that it, it built up Belair. It continued to build up Belair like she needs to be. And then it's just showing that Dakota is fully healthy and is still and is looking great. So you hit it after you already mentioned, but after that, Belair, you know, challenged Rhea saying she wants a shot at Shayna herself. So it looks like we're going to get a, we have Ripley versus Bianca Belair feud soon, yeah. or one one off match. I don't know. I'm, I, I'm assuming a mini feud. I'm assuming either a mini feud or a one off, and then winner officially becomes number one contender. Per, pretty much the winner is the person that defunct Shambay's left all this time. Yeah, yeah, pretty, it's pretty much. much what's going on there. And I hope it's Rhea. I do too, because honestly, like out of all the buildups that Shayna's had in her title reign, Rhea's the most. Dominant yet be- and also believable. Not that oh. the not that the other competitors weren't believable. It's just she f- she fits the bill better than I think those in the past have. I mean, sir, we already seen Belair lose to Shayna once. Exactly. And it, I believe that match ended Bianca Belair's undefeated streak at the time. So it did. yeah, it did. All right, up next we got Walter versus Kushida. Boy, <laughs> this. It's like this this wasn't just an A match. This was a damn A plus match. This match, good God. Like Kushida almost tore it's looked like at times he was gonna tear Walter's arm out and then Walter's just a complete monster. A monster. <laughs> a monster. I love Walter's the way they feeling say like that. a monster. I love the way they say that. And you know, it's just freaking phenomenal. I love I just am a huge fan of Walter in general. I am too. I am too. And I don't agree with Mr. Y2J saying it's one of the most boring, bland names of all time. I mean, is it original? No, but it fits Walter's persona. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it fits his persona, but it's like, it's also, though, the what I love about, like, since we're talking about his name, Walter's name, okay, is it generic and bland? Yes, but... It, like you said, it fits his persona, but it's also, though, he's proving that 
it doesn't matter what your name is. I mean, his his name's just fucking Walter. <laughs> and, capitalized. You know, capitalized. But <laughs> it's what he's managed to build around the name, the persona that he is, the wrestler that he is. It, it, it's He's taken the, the bland name and made it. When you hear Walter, you think of you know, phenomenal matches and the hardest chops in the business. Yeah. that That's what you... I, to this day, I would never want to take a chop from Walter. I feel like I'd be in the ER for a couple of days. I, I would be, I would be like deathly scared too, but knowing my past stupidity when it comes to wrestling, I would probably just volunteer for it. I'd sign the waiver. No, you wouldn't. I'd, I'd, I'd probably would. I mean, I jumped off fucking roofs and crap. And I'm not proud of that, by the way. So I would I would sign the waiver. Yeah, you can give me a chop. Since he knows where to place it, it wouldn't kill me. Uh, I don't know. I feel like if you stand in front of me, you wouldn't. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so. Nice little comedy there for everybody. All right. So that was the end of NXT. So what were your all-around thoughts of the show? Like I mean, After watching everything, watching all those matches, you know, there was some good, some bad. What would you enjoy? What would you not like? I mean, I said I enjoyed. I it was a it was a solid show. I it was an all around good show. I enjoyed it, but there were there were things that I would definitely have changed. It was I think on a scale of one to ten this week, it was probably about a uh, about a six six point five. Um, and what were the things you would change? I, I would change. I would change the. And I know why they're doing them, so don't no nobody like rage me or anything. But the the way that they did the squash matches, I would have done those differently. Like, I, I definitely, I, I wouldn't have had them. I would have had them booked differently. Do you think NXT needs kind of like a AEW dark like thing where they can have matches like that to build their progressions and have like great matches on the actual show? I, I think that would help them immensely. I, I think they should do it. I mean, of course, I, I think it, it shouldn't be long, maybe an hour, 30 minutes, whatever. But I do agree that I think something like that would help with especially when it comes to new signees that people like, for example, Cameron Grimes, I don't know how many people that watch NXT know who Trevor Lee was or is, but guys like that, I think it would, it would benefit them and NXT more for shows like this. If they had a platform like that to do it on. Yeah. I just feel like that, you know, Cameron Grimes match and like the Rizongo forgotten sons match should have been something on like a utter kind of like alternative show of that. like, some kind of like dark show. I feel like those matches kind of fit more on there than an actual main card. Yeah, it's like if they want to do or if they want to do like a a thirty minute pre show on on YouTube or something like that, where they could they could do those matches but have it carry on into the night into the show. Yeah, uh, that would help. That would help a because like you you'd be sitting there, you'd pull it up on YouTube or or where what platform they chose, be like, okay, I'm gonna watch this. Oh, this is this guy. This is this girl. This is this is this story. Okay, so that's gonna continue into the main show, and then it has more of a of a familiarity than just you know bringing Grimes out there for you know a quick squash or something like Aaliyah and Rhea. It, it would benefit it more if they had a platform like that. Because, yeah, you're building up Grimes and Rhea, but it's not like you're exactly getting good exposure for, you know, Boa or Aaliyah doing that. So, like, okay, yeah, they're on TV. So then you put a squash match on TV for people first watching. They'll write off Aaliyah 
and stuff like that immediately. Yeah. I just don't think that I don't think squash matches when you're first starting on television is a very good thing to be doing. No, I, I wouldn't. I, I would either not do them or try to get a platform like Dark that you could do it on to progress people. Yeah, because I mean, obviously the diehards and stuff know what he's doing, right? What Hunter's doing. I mean, they know Aaliyah and they know Boa. But, you know, casual sees that, okay, well, that Leah person sucks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, it, it doesn't it doesn't do justice to what the all-around image you're trying to create here. So I would give NXT about seven. You know, I think Walter, Kushida, and Rush, and Gulak, I mean, I would give it 7.5 maybe. Because I think those matches, and I think Dakota and Bianca was a lot better I think that match didn't get talked enough about. I yeah, really that was that was that. honestly that was my I guess like what you what we like to call the the surprise of the night when yeah. you, you it's something that you knew was going to be you know good but it actually surprised you with it was better than you expected. Yeah. All right. So you want to head into dynamite? Dynamite. All right. Um, what were your all impression? What were your uh, impressions of the all around show this week on Dynamite? Honestly, my I thought this week was better than last because of the fact that most, if not all, of this show was storyline progression and character progression. They did they did the second week to the T perfectly. Yeah, they gave more. They addressed the issues people were wanting to see, and that was they finally built up some feuds and some storylines. Right. You know, the inner circle, you know, that kind of stuff's nice. I think, I think, and this is where, like you said, remember the statement we made, you know, we might think a show's better, but we don't hate the other brand. I think AEW Dynamite personally blew NXT out of water this week. I, I agree 100%. Not saying NXT was bad, but I do think AEW Dynamite was much better yeah. this week. Definitely. I'm, I'm, I'm emphasizing that because I don't hate NXT. I actually really enjoy NXT. That's why I keep emphasizing that yeah, this, this week. This particular week, AEW was the better show, hands down. I mean, hell, we start off with the private party versus Young Bucks. What a match that was. Give me your thoughts on that match. Well, the biggest thing, one of the biggest things that we always talk about is how damn awesome and good private party are. And I'm, I'm glad they were in the the opening of the show so that people that may have not seen them work at the past shows can see them work and how good they are. But what really got me about this was the outcome of the match for, for them to defeat the young bucks, which is good because that takes away from the fears that we had talked about prior to, uh, AEW going to weekly television of the elite booking, as we called it, that that this eliminated that right there. Yeah, I was happy. First off, A plus match. Oh yeah, no hands down. The wrestling and that ability, you know, the shooting star press that I want to believe it's Kennedy does yes. Isaiah Kennedy. Yeah, does is absolutely picture perfect. Like I love Private Party. Like I've always been a Young Bucks fan, but Private Party, you know, I've. AW helped me just discover them. I wasn't quite knowing who they were until I saw them there, and right. I've been watching their work ever since then. They're easily becoming one of my favorite tag teams. So it was a the the thing it, that annoys me about that. The only thing that annoys me about Private Party is when I'm on Twitter during a Private Party match. That's the biggest thing that annoys me <laughs> because why? everybody calls them Street Profits 2.0. 
And I'm sorry, I think they blow the street profits out of the water. <laughs> yeah, see, I said street profits are good, but I think private parties better. Oh yeah, personally. Oh yeah, I do too. And that's not a marked statement on my part. I just I think that right, right. You know, you're allowed to hoot like who you like, but I I don't know. I'm more of a private party guy. Yeah. But that was an awesome match to start. But the result I think was better, right. even better because you know the young bucks they don't need to rub. No, 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 no. They're they're, they're known ar- across the world, and they're arguably the best tag team in the world. They didn't need to win, but I was a little afraid. It's like okay, AW's here. The elite are all in charge. Are they going to give the Young Bucks the first, you know, tag titles? Are they going to be the first ever champions? I was a little worried about that. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this hurt, you know, private parties momentum <coughs> if they take a loss to the Bucks. Exactly. With, the with that whole, private... sti- with that whole statistic of wins and losses type thing. And I said that's the thing, you know, wins and losses. You know, they're entering. You know, AEW's kind of incorporating the BCS system that they use in college football with, you know, wins and losses and who you beat compared to who you didn't beat. You know, what was the more prettier win? Like, right. What's a good example I'm just going to say real quick is like, I think that someone was saying that Orange Cassidy or Sonny Kiss have a better win loss record than like Darby Allen. I saw, <laughs> a st- I saw, no, no, I mean, it's true. They're both like one, two, and zero, oh, I believe. Yeah. Darby Allen obviously has a loss and a draw, but right. Who they beat? The Librarians. Yeah. But you know, Darby Allen went to a draw with Cody Rhodes and has been in bigger matches with Janela and Havoc and stuff. So those wins are prettier. It makes him seem more like a legit contender than you know Orange Cassidy and freaking Sunny Kiss. So you know, there's like, a lot, and the BCS is the same way. Yeah. So if you watch college football, well, even the playoff still is like that too. You know, you're, there's gonna be teams like UCF, University of Central Florida, that will go 13 and 0, and there'll be a team <laughs> like Alabama, be a team like Alabama who goes 12 and 1. But Alabama had the tougher schedule to play and beat more impressive teams, so they get in before UCF does. That's just how it goes. People yeah. like pretty wins. Right. They want to see that you go up against the better challenges, challengers yet, you know. So that's kind of the, you know, for people that don't understand it, that's kind of the best way I know how to describe the whole wins-loss things. Yeah, that, that's honestly the best way to put it, though. So I think it's great, you know, private party one. And they're setting up an amazing feud for the Bucks, too, with LAX. Yeah. So <laughs> Bucks aren't going to be shorthanded, trust oh, me. Oh, no, 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 no. Once again... So I was very, very, very pleased with that match. Up next, we got number one contenders match: Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc. Bro, let's talk about let's talk about Jericho's promo for a minute. Shit! Before we, no, you're right. Chris Jericho came out with the inner circle and cut a nice promo. The, Tell the, me about it. The god, the god. I mean, I'm Tell sorry. Me I'm sorry. This man is a god. When you're introducing the members of what is now known as the Inner Circle, which, by the way, not the biggest fan of the name. <laughs> I'm not either. Uh, but... I'm sorry. I mean, I, I love all the guys in it, but I think that the name is. Um, I, I don't. I don't, don't want to use bland, but or, or unoriginal. But it, you know, it, it just doesn't. It just doesn't, I guess, do it for me. I don't, 
All right, I'm not here, John, either. Don't worry. No, and then when you're introducing the members, you get the Hager, or Swagger, whichever you want to call him, and they're chanting, We the people. And Jericho says, No, that was a dumb idea written by stupid creative, and it's dead and buried. And then you have the power to, like, literally, they stop. They don't even know what to start chanting. They want to chant something, so they just start chanting AEW. I don't know how much a fan I was of that line by Jericho Eater. Uh, honestly, I I uh, I feel the same sentiment because I felt like like we talked about how they need to stop doing the shots. Well, uh, I mean, I understand it, but you know, I mean, maybe the thing with that though is, what do you know Jack Swagger as? Like, what storyline, what gimmick, anything? What do you associate Jack Swagger with? We the people. Hager. We, we the people. Yeah. That, that's what gets him over. People are chanting we the people as an over thing for Jack Swagger. Like it or not, you know, that's what people know him as. Now, he was doing it in Bellator. Like, he took on that persona and done it. And it's like, now you're telling people to stop chanting the thing that people know, know Jack Swagger. So, I, I don't know how fit, much of a fan I was of that, but Chris right. doing that, but... On the shot taking and uh, I don't And of course he had to get he, he got the little bit of the, the bubbly in there. And then he called like Sammy Guerra, Guevara like we won sexy like <laughs> I was like what? Oh um Okay. Maybe you had some of the bubbly? That's what I'm wondering. As if he drunk some of the bubbly before he went out there. It was a great promo. Jericho no, was, it's, he's a god. Jericho's easily one of the top guys on the mic ever. I don't think that's very disputed at no, this he's, point. No, he's the GOAT. Like we've talked about many a times, he's the best all-around package ever. Well, and people must like the Inner Circle name enough because they went on sale on AW's merchandise place and that place crashed. Yeah, it's like he announced during that, show. So he announced during that they had merch now for the Inner Circle already. And One Hour T's website was literally crashed and was down for over 45 minutes. Yeah. So, all right. Back to the firm match I mentioned before we got into the Jericho thing. I got my order mixed up a tad bit. Fire me. <laughs> but, um, You're fired. So, we had Darby Allen versus Jimmy Havoc. Number one contenders match for the AEW World title. So, like, what... Here, I, have they released like any kind of power ranking or anything for how they determine who gets in these matches? Like it's just kind of random. Me, Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc are yeah going that, for the AEW World Title. It, I think that's one thing. I think that's one thing that AEW should start doing if they're going off this metric system of wins, losses, and things. They need to release some type of, uh, I guess, like you said, power rankings or something about it the way that explain why i mean not that it was a bad i mean it was a hell of a match but it's just like how does this person get in how does this person get how do they get to this number one contender spot via all this like system that they have i mean it was an awesome match loved it and i think the right winner won oh, it yeah. had to be darby it did yeah and i, know I who... love speaking of darby though, i'd love that over the top stutter and then the coffin drop such a beautiful combo. By the that way. was a beautiful, 
Darby's damn good, and I think a lot of people saw off his match with Cody, who didn't know who he was at that time. So. And that's that's one of the things I love about AEW is like you give a guy like uh, Darby Allen uh, a platform for people who didn't know him coming into AEW for people to see how good he really is. Yeah, I agree, and I think he's younger, and I think he has you know people know who Jimmy Havoc is, and Havoc's been around for God knows how long at this point. Yeah. I think Allen could be a future world champion in AEW. I yeah. believe that. No, I, he ain't going to win next week, though. No. Oh, no. Because they already announced Cody versus Jericho. He ain't going to win next week. I think it's just another high-profile match to put on to get people to watch. And I wouldn't be surprised if that one ends similar or if not the same as the way his match did with Cody. A draw or something? Yeah, something that, something that can have Darby coming out looking just as strong, but yet, of course having Jericho retain because I mean you're building up you're building up him and Co mm -hmm. you know all that and it's like they're probably ending a disqualification or something yeah it's either going to be a DQ or a draw you'll have the WWE like booking style on that one because they don't want Jericho to lose because he's a champ but right if they're trying to protect you know Darby I'm sure there'll be some like inner circle interference in that match and that's kind of going to be what happens kind of thing yeah all right, up next, Rio and Britt Baker versus Emmy Sakura and Bree B Priestley. Emma Priestley. Emmy Sakura. All right, her name. So her name's really fun to say. Well, I honestly <laughs> thought Sakura. I don't take Japanese lessons, so I didn't know. But um, <laughs> this match, like, it was good. I just think, you know, it was obviously Rio's first match as champion, so you knew who and Britt were going to win because they're top two of the top names. But it was kind of cool to see B and Emmy, you know, go against two of you know the top talents on AEW's women's division. Yeah, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know who Emmy is. I I was I was just about to say the same thing. I'm not. I I'm feel not, bad saying that. Yeah, but. I'm not. I'm not. I feel I, I feel like kind of iffy on say it's like I'm not familiar with her work. But so once again, though, once again, AW did good on spotlighting. Yeah, they did. Uh, they perfectly did. Like you know, put you put her in a matchup to champion and Britt Baker, who's both are very well known. So you get someone like Emmy a chance, you know, have a spotlight with two of the best. And well, and hell, I mean, even it's... even having her in there with B, you know, having her team with B, uh, and you know, because B is very well known before coming to if you follow the indie scene, but. I mean, especially though the the bigger part of it, though I agree on having her in there with Rio and and uh, Britt Baker. And then once again, if you want more to talk about, they did great continuing this whole B and Britt Baker's feud. I mean, B gave Britt a nice little shiner. Oh, that was. Eye. I have to say that was a that was a that almost looked no bullshit. That almost looked like mine that I had a while back. It, it was beat up at work. Yeah, it looked. It looked the literally her shiner looked almost identical to that. So they're doing good on that. You know, they're making it kind of personal feud now. So and say so that what I liked about this was, I mean, the match was good, but what I liked about this was the was the progression of, of course, feuds and spotlight. It it, it did well both perfectly. See, you know, Emmy was kind of thrown in there, but she came out, you know. Looking decent in a big time match, and you know now people are gonna want to know who Emmy Sakura is. Sakura, and they're gonna. I don't. Care. <laughs> okay, you, I get it. Um, so they're gonna look her up on YouTube and New Japan and all that stuff. Like I said, I 
I'm not even going to sit here and BS. I don't know who she is. So I'll probably be getting off after this and kind of like looking up more of her work. But for uh, people who don't know who she is, like myself, that match she was in was a very good first impression. Yeah. So they did perfect on that booking with her, you know, Britt, Rio, B, all of them. Very well done. So up next. We have good old Moxley versus Spears. What did you think about this match? I fucking loved this match. I, honestly, out of the out of the card, this was the match I was most looking forward to the most, to be honest. Uh-huh. And it definitely didn't disappoint at all. Well, like, was there any takeaways for you? Well, it's pretty lame analysis. Right shut there. up. And it's like uh, again, they continued they continued storyline building perfectly with Mox and uh, Omega as well. At the end of it, that's what I liked. Yeah, it was. Yeah, the match was fun, but I think the whole little spot with Omega coming out with a barbed wired broom and channeling channeling his inner uh, the cleaner, but a more violent inner cleaner. Yeah, and then he laid out Omega. So once again, you know, you have him going in strong against Kenny, and it just really feels like they're building a nice little storyline for Kenny. You know, get through Mox, and he's going to start that run towards the AW World, the comeback, as you want to call it. Yeah, the comeback. And you have two guys that are very big star powered in that. Like Spears Mox matches, what it was. It was a good match, but I definitely think the progression of Kenny and Mox afterwards was awesome. I say that added more of a spotlight to it. Because the match itself was great, but of course we're we're looking at we're looking for storyline progression. And but here's the thing too. They added another element to a story. Like Pac attacked Omega in the back. Yeah. Like what? With, with comes running from behind him with the steel chair. And, wow. And then it's like yeah, you have to question whether, you know, Pac and Mox are Pac and Mox are kind of on the same on the same page, a new alliance maybe. Is that a new tag team? Like, yeah, it's like is that is that the new thing? It's like cuz you had Pac choke out um pass Omega out in their match and now here he is kind of like sticking his nose back in his Omega business. So is that done? Is this going to lead to a Mox Pac feud at some point? Or Pac and Pac and Mox tag teams now? Like it left it on <laughs> it left it on a really good cliffhanger. Say it makes you want to know what's going to happen next, which is perfect because that's how you get viewers. Exactly. So up next, we got the main event: Dustin Rhodes and Hangman versus Sammy and Chris Jericho. I noticed you didn't you didn't say his full name there. I'm not going to even botch that name again. Guevara. What'd you What did you think about that match? I thought it was a hell of a match. Definitely, definitely a hell of a main event. Okay, so what stood out to you? Hold on. Yeah, so what what else I also loved about this was the way that they they built up the inner circle. I get, you know, I, I really don't like that name. <laughs> but they of course with the promo earlier in the show, you knew that they were probably going to get the upper hand in this. Yeah, probably. The only thing is I hate that Jericho won with that stupid new finisher. Yeah. The Judas effect. It's like my thing my thing about the Judas effect is this. You know, I don't I understand that if he wanted to come up with a, a, a new finisher to avoid 
using the code breaker. So he would have to take, cause you know, of course he's getting up there. So he to, you know, maybe take one less bump, but I, th- I feel with a, a guy of his creativity and originality that the Judas effect just does not do him justice. Yeah. I, I don't know. Either do I. I think it was good once again for Sammy to be up with such star power and a hangman, Dustin and Jericho. Yeah. So once again, I think it established him as a. I think they had big plans for Sammy, and I think that'd be great because Sammy's a damn good wrestler. Real he p- just has that it factor. Real panda shit. Yeah, that real panda shit. So, match ended. There was a big brawl. You had like LAX and the Bucks. You know, Cody came. He showed up in the ring with a. He came with a black light. So he that hit, happened. He hit, he hit Guevara with the crossroads, and then freaking Darby Allen. Well, no, real quick, you had Paige and Jake Jack Hager fighting on the outside. Then you have Darby Allen rolling up down a skateboard to take Chris Jericho out. It's honestly, like, God. honestly, that was probably one of my favorite spots of the whole show because my thing is my thing about that spot was as wildly popular as skateboarding is. How have we never seen this spot until now? <laughs> I don't know. It it was weird. Uh, it was <laughs> it was beautifully done, by the way, though. It was beautifully yeah, done. Beautifully done by Allen and good sell by Jericho on it. And then you had MJF. It's like all out brawl everywhere. So it looks like from this one match alone, this was was beautiful about it. We got looks like a couple different feuds coming out of it. So right. we got Jack Hager and Adam Page. And obviously LAX and the Bucks. Right. And then I'm not sure. I'm still trying to figure. So those are a couple. And you got Cody and Jericho. Jericho, Jericho and Darby and Jericho. Yeah. So they built both those up in the same match. I say that that was that was perfectly done going in after after Allen had won the number one contendership earlier in the night. Building that up for for next week's show that was brilliant. And you had MJF there. I'm still kind of trying to figure out what he his role in all this is too. That's a crazy thing. Yeah, the, and that's another one of those beautiful cliffhangers that they did is where you want to see continuing week after week where they're going with MJF. So when do you think MJF turns heel? It's in, it's inevitable. I'm just not sure when. I'm predicting full gear. You think he'll turn on Cody at full gear? I cost. Think, yeah, I think it'll be full gear. Cost Cody a title possibly. Yep. Yep. I think so, too. So, what would you rate? I thought AW Dynamite this week was all around absolutely awesome. Yeah. I don't really think there was one really boring moment on the show. No, I mean, I, I would give it on a scale of 1 to 10, honestly. I would... I, I, I really... I really don't want to sound like a fanboy here, but this is my personal opinion. I'm honestly going to give it a 10. Yeah, I believe so, too. I think it's a 10, and you know, the only matches people might not have been as hyped about was Baker and Rio versus, um, say Emmy, her name, Emmy. Emmy Sakura and B. Prisley. And yet yeah, that match killed it too, though. That's the thing. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, back to our original point, it's like we're not, you know, we're not picking one. We just we just both agree that this show of the week, they, they knocked it out of the park. They progressed storylines. They set they set up feuds. They continued feuds. They did everything perfectly while delivering five star matches. And I just want to uh, 
quick thing before we end here is if you guys get all this far, I do apologize about the quality again. I'm having kind of some health issues going on and Shipes' mic isn't cooperating, so I've, if it sounds like we're a little off, then... Yeah, I've, I've been having to just to quickly kind of um, hint on those for my issues that I've been having is we tried to do a take and my mic wasn't working, so when I finally got everything situated, I've been we've been doing the show but i've also been really i've been kind of split focused on making sure my mic was actually working so from both our ends we apologize if there are off moments so i hope you guys understand and hopefully enjoy the show this week and on that note stay golden my friends deuces